Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And uh, what's going on in the news, Corinne? Today's news uh, article is, oh man, this is a good one. Sorry, I forgot that I was doing this first. Uh, this is as Bethany Frankel shares NSFW, and that's not safe for work if you're not up with the cool kids lingo, theory about Pete Davidson's penis. I said it amid <gasps> Kate Beckinsale romance rumors. So there's probably more info on this now because um, this is a couple weeks late, but we just, it's hilarious. <laughs> and it's also a story from Fox News because, you know, Fox News always <laughs> covering the, those hard hitting uh, uh. topics. Uh, so Bethany Frankel, if you guys don't know who she is, she's a real housewife. Um, Skinny girl margarita. Oh my God. I actually do love her product. It's really good. Yeah, because there's way too much sugar in cocktails, but you still, you want the fun of a cosmopolitan, yeah, but, but not, not the, the hips. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bethany Frankel has You know it's like There are some parts Of basic bitch culture That I do like to appropriate You know what Yeah I'm not proud of it But yeah and there's, Maybe and, it's and in every, me Maybe it's in me there's, uh, The thing is It's just variations Of the basic Of a basic bitch anyway Because it's like yeah. Even if you're a goth girl You're just a basic bitch Goth girl Right right you know, right If you actually right. look at it The people who are doing like, Everyone does the same thing No one's that unique That's true Okay. Uh, Bethany Frankel has some uh, not safe for work thoughts about Pete Davidson now that it seems he's oh romantically God. connected to actress Kate Beckinsale. FYI, Kate's 45. Fuck yeah, Kate Beckinsale. She's so hot. As previously reported, Davidson and Beckinsale uh, first sparked dating rumors after they reportedly left a Golden Globes party together. Uh, after acting flirty all evening They were spotted again Over the weekend So that'll be like Two weekends ago While leaving a comedy club In Los Angeles Oh Ooh sexy Prompting many to believe <laughs> The duo are in the midst Of a rebound fling After Davidson's Highly public split From Ariana Grande oh, shit. Her songs have gotten worse If that makes you feel better Pete oh, um, It might make them feel better uh, The two were engaged For months before They broke things off The Real Housewives star Took to Twitter On Super Bowl Sunday To share his <laughs> Her raunchy theory About why Davidson Is able to attract Such lovely and talented women so pete davidson was engaged to the sexy and talented ariana grande and is now dating the beyond stunning kate beckinsale (laughs) she's really trying to feed into that older woman thing we get (laughs) we see you bethany is beyond we see you and we like it uh so i guess it's clear that he shoots diamonds out of his penis and she needs a writer um We're uh, for hire. Frankel prepared, uh, uh, oh, sorry, peppered in some compliments about the SNL star in a follow up tweet after a fan asked how these women keep falling for him before doubling down on her penis theory. <laughs> he is probably nice and funny and sensitive, which women like, cute and sweet, she wrote, and a diamond D doesn't hurt, I reckon. A, I mean, a dime, a diamond D, diamond oh, dick, diamond dick. Mm-hmm. She wrote D though, because she's a she's oh, a classy she's a lady. real housewife. She, she's a lady. She's like, I get drunk on boats. I don't say deck on. She's Twitter. old money and earned money, so she's. Uh, oddly enough, this isn't the first time that Davidson's endowment downstairs has been the subject of public conversation. While they were dating, Grande made a comment about his penis, which he jokingly brought up during a stand-up show in New York. <laughs> I don't like that she talked about all the. Talked all this sh- that shit for my penis. Everything is huge to her. Why should she tell everyone? 
<laughs> that's I have a really huge funny. penis so that every girl who sees my dick for the rest of my life is disappointed. Uh, and that's why God, he, Pete is such a good stand-up. Ah, that's why he can't stop fucking comedians. Um, I know. They come at you with uh, these witty retorts and you're like, fucking, I hate that I like that. You haven't showered in weeks and you forgot my birthday, but goddamn, was that funny. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I was wondering, like, I'm not really... I don't usually give a shit about celebrity gossip, even when it involves Beyonce. Because I'm like, whatever, just let her fucking live her life. I'm right. not. I'm not interested in like trying to understand certain things about her personal life because we'll never fucking know. And she's Jesus and get over but it. But we can keep trying and stay up and find out: Is Avril Lavigne dead? Is that the real Avril Lavigne? And there's industries founded on that very theory. Um, but yeah, I was I was thinking about about because you know I would do shows at like the Stand with um, Pete would be on. He was like 19 and stuff before yeah. he did SNL. Um, and he was all. We all, everybody in the comedy community always regarded him as like a really fucking talented motherfucker. Yeah, He's so young. It's like he oh, this had guy. heat forever. Yeah, since yeah, day one. well earned heat. Um, and now he's packing the heat in between <laughs> his legs and his giant dong. But uh, <laughs> but I'm like, man, that's got to. He's got to date whoever he dates after that. That's got to be. I liked him Weird. with uh, Cassie David, and then after that, I was just like, you, you're going, you're spiraling now. Yeah. Cause like you know that that felt right, <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, who? What the fuck do I know? Mm-hmm. I, I make bad choices. If you, if you Google enough, you can figure yourself out. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, Pete's Pete's very nice and very funny. Not my type, but you know what? Whatever. I always thought he was really cute. I remember I was gonna sure. I'm not his type either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, have fun. Whatever you're doing. Be well. We Be wear rubber. Well. And you know, y- y- yeah. Do whatever you want. Come see us live. Please, Indianapolis. We're going to be uh, at Helium Comedy Club Thursday, April 18th to Saturday, April 20th. Yes, that's 420. Yes, I will smoke weed anyway. I'll smoke weed all the time. So it's going to be great. Go to Sorry About Last Night. Uh, comedy. Sorry About Last Night. Comedy.com slash tours for all of their info. Tomorrow, if you're in New York City, uh, Glamour Plus is happening. My birthday show. I f- it's probably going to be sold out, to be honest. Uh, I'm not trying to brag. That's just how the... That's just what happens when we do Glamour Plus. So uh, 7.30 p.m. We will have some door tickets available starting at 7 p.m. Uh, for 20 bucks cash. Um, but those go fast. So be 21 and up and have $20 and you could probably come. It'll be fun. And uh, if you're in Los Angeles, February 25th, that's a Monday. Uh, as I've been saying, four weeks. And, and again, we're just recording a bunch of intros in one day. That's why I don't have information. Uh, I will be performing somewhere uh, in Los <laughs> Angeles I think there's gonna be Multiple shows I'm not sure But again This is a, an important one I would love you guys To come out uh, And I haven't performed In Los Angeles In a while Since like last spring I guess Yeah uh, So please Hold that night And uh, head to my social media At Philanthropy Gal To figure that out For other social media uh, It's a Sorry about last night Or S-R-Y About last N-Y-T On Twitter And Christina is at Christina Hutch And it's important To follow all those Because if you're ever like Oh if you're like Not up to date with episodes Or if you miss a week Or if we announce something Kind of last minute That's all happening On social media Because yeah. We can't always record the podcast is you know close to the release date as we want to yeah yeah because sometimes we gotta fly and then also two less lonely girls as always out on mondays uh, co-hosted by me and rosebud baker we're going more conspiracy theory now guys nice. old hollywood uh you know dead people haunting you <gasps> things that you oh, might not know about illuminati i love ghosts that's the kind of things i'm interested in so that's what we're gonna do Yay. Today's episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Quince. I love Quince. Imagine upgrading 
your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I love this website. I'm on it right now. They have suitcases. They have things for babies and kids. They have men. They have women. They have home. I love a home section. Oh my God. And the products are gorgeous. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Okay. Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, because I do have tops that are silk and I do wash them and then they disintegrate, but not on Quince. Okay, the best part of all, all items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Okay, I love, I have this beautiful hunter green purse from Quince that I love and use every day. Their bags are gorgeous. Indulge in affordable luxury. Just go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, we talk a lot about therapy on this show. So, you know, we are big therapy advocates, whether it's like a a small question uh, about something that's going on in your relationship or a big question like, should I move across the country to take this job? Sometimes it just helps to have someone not invested in the outcome, i.e. not friends or family or your intimate partner invested in the outcome to talk it through. It also takes the burden off a lot of other people in your life. And, you know, reminds them that you love them just for being them, not because you are their free therapist. It's a great thing to learn coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it kind of just makes you the best version of yourself. Like, we are all given a version of ourselves. Why not make it the best version it can be? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because remember, therapy is like dating. If you don't like therapy, it really might mean that you don't like your therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash guys today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Guys, betterhelp.com slash guys. Um, <clears throat> personal shit. One thing I wanted to say, I'm saying it a little later than I wanted to, but that's okay. Because uh, I feel like it doesn't matter when the message goes out because it's already been happening. There, you know, uh, I talked a couple weeks, maybe a month or two ago, I don't fucking know, about the sex club incident with this with Steven. Mm. And I was, I was angry and it, it did feel good to actually be honest about the anger and and just work through the guilt of talking badly about a person that that was a huge part of my life. Uh, and just talking bad about people just doesn't make me feel good and I have an anxiety around it. Uh, but this thing has been happening where listeners... And look, I know we decided to make this all public, so that's that's our that's our bed to lie in or something, whatever the mm-hmm. fucking phrase is. But um, but I think there's still some confusion, and people don't understand that we're humans. Yeah, they understand like they don't understand that we're humans. Uh, so they're treating us like large uh, scale celebrities in the, in sometimes the good <laughs> I ways. No, Kate Beckinsale, but in sometimes the bad ways. In that they yeah. don't. I'm like we're still run, running our own Instagrams. Like we see these yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. But they'll they'll message. And this happened a while ago. I don't know if it's still happening now by the time this episode gets released. I hope it's not. But the, some listeners will message Steve and tweet at him, whatever, and then send me screenshots of these messages. And you guys, I don't want to see that. 
I do not want to see that shit. I I blocked him on all my social media just because it's painful to see and and because I because he was a big part of my life. He was like my fifth limb, you know, and and that's not an easy thing to just drop, but I know for me, uh it's what I personally need to do. And I know that you might not mean any malice out of it, but like stay out of it. Can you imagine being a person whose life got put in public and then you're hearing back from a breakup that you're, you're, if you're, if you're still experiencing pain from, you're just hearing these listeners, these strangers who you don't know and don't know you message you about something. I say, it's just, it's just, and I, I know I have no control of other people's actions, but please don't do that. You're not helping anything. In fact, you're making it worse. Uh, and I'm able to compartmentalize that and realize, you know what, that's <clears throat> par for the course of, of doing this. But he didn't ask for that. And uh, just don't send me screenshots of conversations you have with him. Just don't. Just do. There's so many other things you could do with your time. You could volunteer at an animal shelter. <laughs> you could be a big brother or a big sister. You could take a walk to your local park and maybe clean up some trash, put it in the trash can. You know, there's just a lot of things you could do. You can watch um, Friends from College on Netflix. It's a great show. Um, if you're flying on a Delta plane or a United plane, you can watch uh, Far From the Tree. That's a great documentary that I just discovered. Do something else with your time. Because you're not helping. Thank yeah. you. I think I think it's a little, the meddling is always interesting, and I uh, I just wish I knew where it came from. I just feeling important that you're making a difference. No, but you're think, making a worse difference. I think it's I think it's because they, f- you know, they feel like they're friends with you in real life, and that's and that's awesome. I understand to be that. able to do that. Um, but I also, but and I think sometimes. Just, you know, because we've talked so many times about like all of a sudden we kind of like don't want to know like in in how in real life like if something is bad happening like we probably don't want to know about it. Yeah. Because uh, you have to you have to think like is this something that is going to put you in immediate danger? Like is you know Stephen t- t- you is know is it need to know information? Yeah, and ninety nine percent of the time it's, it's it's need to, it's not need to know yeah. information. Uh, and and so it's just a little bit strange because like even you as like my friend in real life I have not I've seen things or whatever. Yeah. And I and I was like oh i know this will not be helpful yeah and because because people do the thing my friends in real life do the thing same thing to me they're like oh yeah this person said this i'm like now see like now i'm angry at that person and i didn't need to be i didn't need to be because i just never would have known and i could go through life you know walking the on the uh, taking the high road yeah because you don't need to adjust your actions all it's gonna do is put a wrench in the in the in the gears yeah well even a couple weeks ago um after an episode actually actually after the justin silver episode and i think i had a cold on that episode so my voice was extra extra but even so it doesn't matter this is my voice and this is if you don't like it i mean while you're five years too late on this yeah people getting so people literally getting like online voice uh fights about my voice people either i get a lot of dms being like oh your voice makes me horny and then a lot of people are just like your voice is like nails down a chalk I'm like I don't Either you know way what, Yeah Much I, like my personality You either love it Or hate it So right. even my voice Is following suit Like whatever We don't need to And someone wrote it A comment on the Sorry about last night Instagram And it was just it was just unnecessarily rude um and so i think i was in a mo- mood where i was just clapping back at everyone because yeah, sometimes you know if i'm like waiting for a seamless order and i can't yeah. start a new project that's well, my project so yeah. welcome to hell everyone and it's a writing exercise and then people started ganging up on her of course which well, is which is sweet but i don't need you know you don't you don't need to you know push someone to the brink of suicide because they said yeah. something about my voice like, ganging up on people doesn't usually there's help. a fine line uh, whatever but anyway well, so like R. Kelly and she just you know kind of was egging it on and i was like wow like you have it, d- deep issues so i just right. screenshotted it all and and uh blinked out everyone's 
names except for her because she was like so adamant that she she could take the heat and I knew very well she couldn't yeah um, it's I, not easy and I put it in my Instagram story kind of just because I was like I feel like this person is strong enough to handle this lesson and sometimes you need to make an example out of everyone and then we can put the kibosh on this yes yeah, a lot of celebrities do that and for I, all. I've, uh, I support and so I did it and then I and I kind of followed it up with like a little bit of like a number an article from psychology today about why why are women so mean to each other and, and, I, and a good book recommendation um, from a fucker about like the female psychology of being mean to other women and, mm. and how to get past it kind of like from a very like high level educational really uh, stance and so for these things like and then and by the end of the day let me tell you she had gotten hit with so much that she finally realized what it must like to be someone in the public eye um uh, this is a valuable lesson and because I, I i truly think and that's the problem why we're so insensitive to uh, to celebrities and i've always felt this way long before i was in the public eye but that's just because i feel like i feel really attached to celebrity and the notion of it and i'm extremely interested in in, in it so i've done a lot of reading about both uh what it means to be a celebrity and and about you know books by celebrities just because i'm fascinated by yeah. what it means um and uh and so she it, she really was, she was like she posted she's like honestly like i did learn a lot oh, wow. and sometimes like shame does have its place because i was like sorry to meet I you agree. the paris hilton like you know when everyone was getting duis and then only paris hilton got sent to jail yeah and she was like wah, wah. and the, the judge was like, i'm no i'm making an example of you yeah. because like this shit has to stop and that's when people are fucking dying right so uh yeah. that's why I, I that's why i did that and i wanted to be very careful about who i did that to because i i certainly don't want to do it to someone who's like so tender that it's going to cause them to like break down and thankfully my intuition led me to the right person yeah, but it's just and because wow. I, I, I just I and really she really you knew no she messaged publicly but added me oh. uh, like in an Instagram story because I and I because I just really knew I was like people think they know what it's like or they or they have this kind of attitude the attitude people have towards people in the public eye like oh well you put yourself in this situation that's the same thing as in like mm. an everyday life saying well. Like saying to a cashier at CVS, um, if you knock a whole display case down and then leave it, and then they have to pick it up, saying, "Well, that's your fucking job." That's right. what it's the same thing You're as right. too. Yeah. And so, yes, technically that is part of their job, and technically being in the public eye is part of our job. But, but everyone don't be an is still a human, and you never need to make someone else's human experience worse than it has to be. There's enough garbage in this world. Yeah. Like why and do you have to so make it unpleasant? It's so disgusting to do that, and you, you must feel disgusting, mm -hmm. and you must like it. And I I get what it's like to do something disgusting and and gets get it's sick but you kind of get off on it a little bit i, I get it i get it right. i've stopped myself though you are capable of stopping yourself and it's like yeah don't get don't get bummed down over the negative it's, it has nothing to do with that don't be a dick i feel like human beings are capable of not being dicks yeah absolutely and try a little hard and like give us all some yeah. hope in the world <laughs> and uh and and it, it's funny because sometimes I'll like need a picture or something of myself and I know it's like easier to find uh, like by googling a specific article or whatever so I'll yeah. google myself and also it's good to google yourself every now and again because you, sometimes mm. you find shit that you're like why is that there and I need to get that taken down oh um just shit. in just in just myself. in general like sometimes like in, too much information you know is out oh. about like your personal you know yeah. info um and so I I had to google myself for some reason the other day and uh, the reddit threads un unfortunately come up in the google search pretty high a lot of times mm. and so i did click on one because i was like oh it was about i don't know it might have been about the breakup episode and i was just kind of curious because i, so I had never about the breakup episode? yes wow. i had never read um uh any i haven't read reddit about us in a long time because james was usually the one who would tell me about it because he right. was on reddit yeah because he told me a couple things yeah from james yeah and uh and so i was reading a couple things and some people were commenting uh 
on how you know a couple years into the podcast we started complaining a lot and it felt like we were uh scolding listeners for their behavior and like i know i certainly have done that many times and you, you but it's fucking disappointing when it. people act like dicks right it's disappointing but but in addition to that is number one if you didn't if you did not exhibit aforementioned behavior the skull doesn't pertain to you yeah motherfucker. so it should just fall upon deaf ears so true so if it's bothering you obviously you you're, are guilty and you're yep. feeling guilty and you're using that and you're saying well they scolded me as a defense um and secondly i think it's also interesting to talk about because for us like we are you know experiencing being in the public eye as full-blown adults yeah. um, in real time and yes there are all these parts where yes we, you know it's so cool what happened with the podcast and it couldn't have happened without you guys and we have money to eat now and all of that is fabulous and sometimes and I'm really trying to be more cognizant of it lately like of being grateful of the wonderful aspects and the privilege and how cool this is and we also did put a lot of work in and I know people guffaw at that but like we really did oh my god we worked our ass off but to get here and I, it's great I think it's interesting to talk uh, to talk about and, and maybe even as a time capsule i would recommend this to like future people because <laughs> yeah. becoming going from a complete unknown person to someone who literally millions of people have listened to these very personal things <laughs> and your first kind of dalliance with a low level celebrity is having people know the real you as opposed to a character you played right. or a song you sang the words are our own not a script is yeah. a really unique experience yeah. um and i think you're hearing firsthand obviously you see the ups of it because you see our face on a magazine or you you see the numbers we're getting or you saw us get a book deal but i also think it's important to talk about all the negative aspects number one because celebrity is so seemingly aspirational in american culture i am that was definitely someone who was like god all i wanted to do was be famous and now that i'm even like a tiny bit famous i realize what a what an empty wish that was mm. and if anything it has uh greatly negatively impacted my mental health and there's really the like the the things i've the rewards i have got and gotten out of this experience uh none of them have to do with what i thought they would have to do like i do not like it's cool to be liked and and appreciated and stuff but like it doesn't give me anything and i think that's because i do love myself so deeply so it's like i'm not right. getting anything out of gives it gives me a lot yeah <laughs> and i and i don't and i the only i really don't like attention um the only time i like i, I mean i've certainly like if you're at my show you better fucking shut up but yeah, like well, yeah. so i like attention you know in that manner and i like people to you know like read you know a passage from the book and be like oh i really like that i thought that was interesting and, and, and insightful but beyond that uh, i don't don't really have like you being like yeah you're you're so hot or like yeah you're like i want to be like you like, those are nice things but like they just don't mean anything to me and that's fine you can you can say it but so it's like what am i what what did why did i want this all along and it's and it's kind of a very confusing thing that i'm still figuring out and for me like the upsides of it are is definitely being able to highlight other people in the comedy business that i really love uh who deserve it who yeah. have not gotten the attention that they deserve so highlighting them has been really cool um being able to do charitable things and then being able to buy things or experiences for people that i like to just kind of treat people in my life to things yeah who have helped me especially for so long when I was so broke so those are the things that I enjoy about it but then at the end of the day I'm like 
the actual thing. Like I, I love being able to do what I like, uh, but then sometimes you're on, you're under an extra uh, strong microscope doing what you're like. Because I'm like, you don't yeah. need to be famous to do stand up comedy, especially in New York City. Like, yes, I certainly get booked on more shows, but even with that, you're like, oh, are you booking me because I'm funny or because you think I can fill five extra chairs? Um, yeah, well, yeah, but I don't see. I don't know. Maybe uh, I can't figure out. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean that's a, that, that's kind of just it. But it's just you know, I think it's nice, especially because so many people are dying to be famous. And like, just yeah. ask yourself why. Do you have a particularly unique message that you think you want to you know put out there? Because I think the more I'm, the more I'm realizing like why kind of this happened. Because uh, I do believe in fate. So it's like yes, there's yeah. hard work, but there's also fate. And so I truly think it's like okay. I went through a pretty traumaless childhood. So, but I think that uh, my like kind of like thing that I need to deal with is then sharing like self-confidence with other people. Um, and that in, in and of itself has become traumatizing because it's it has taken a lot from like m- me emotionally. So because I have given that away, I am less capable of taking care of myself in mm. some ways, which is why I you know sought professional help. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's why. So it makes sense, like because there is some kind of an ebb and a flow to the universe. Yeah. So it's like you know you don't do that, and I know it's it's weird to be like it is suffering to give away self confidence, but again, like it's just a it's a really hard unique experience to describe. And again, because we're doing something so weird, like podcasting, such a new medium. Yeah. You just didn't really know. We we're kind of walked into this thing that was a real social experiment. So there are so many things in my life that literally only Christina Hutchinson understands. Yeah. Because we're we are the only two people who experience. Yeah. We're going through this it. very very unique experience. Do you remember the first time I actually thought about this moment the other day? Because I don't know. I actually want to ask my therapist this when I see her tomorrow. If it's maybe it's not fucked up. I have no idea. I'm not judging it. But I'm like, I love every aspect. I love Mm -hmm. when people come up to me on the street, in a store, Mm -hmm. when they're because they're the the people that listen that come that I've all my experiences with anybody who's like approached us in public. They're the kindest I mean, I don't know them oh, well, yeah, but no, like, yeah, absolutely. just like good people. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm so proud of us for like garnering he, this great chunk of humanity. Like, mm-hmm. I really, I, I like, I like it a well, lot. And because I like you get energy from people as well. Yeah, because I'm an extrovert. But uh-huh. I love, like when I went back on social media after that retreat, I was like, oh my God, thank God. I feel like I can communicate now, like with people. I don't know. And Literally I, a thought I've never had. <laughs> and, and I, and I was so excited. I read all my messages, uh-huh. and, but the negative ones, I'm like, eh, you're just dealing with something on you. Like yeah. it, they actually really don't upset me anymore, which is nice. Um, oh yeah. That, that, I mean, I, it is so, it is so easy now to be like, oh, this is your thing, not my thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. You're projecting and now I could see that and stuff, but I like, I like those aspects. But I thought the other day, remember we had this meeting because, you know, when you, when you're in this, in this industry uh, and a, when a podcast gets hot, this is just like, just, uh, this is how the industry works. People want to do a TV show with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And we, we, Corinne and I have, obviously it hasn't worked out. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, you're right. <laughs> so far. Uh, no, it hasn't. But we've, we've, got, we've made, we've probably created between like you and I, yeah. like fucking 20 concepts that were fucking excellent. And we've progressed every time it gets closer yeah. to being on TV. Yeah. So that's positive. Yeah. We're like that guy on, um, on, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take too long to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to stop there. But, um, we had a meeting with a producer, this woman, and then it was a really great meeting. It was one of the earlier on ones. Okay. We were maybe a, Eight months into doing the podcast, okay, a year, mm-hmm. and we were at this bar in Gramercy. It was at a hotel. We were Ace at a bar. hotel. Yeah, we were upstairs in this little balcony area. And then yeah. we went to the bathroom, I and then on the steps, mm-hmm. somebody goes, "Oh my god, are you Corinne and Christine?" And that mm-hmm. was the first time that ever happened to us. Mm-hmm. And I 
cry. I came home and cried. Yeah, we went to the bathroom and celebrated. It was really cool. It was, it was really fucking cool. I'll, I'll never forget that moment because I'm like, this is something that I never thought. You know, I had a career trajectory in my mind. I was like, I want to get on SNL. SNL mm-hmm. is a thing. But this is not it's not a but but it's it's a different lane that i didn't even know was being known for being yourself and actually helping people and being funny those are those are boxes that i did not think that i would be checking now i didn't think i wasn't capable of it i just even i didn't even imagine that you know what i mean so it's just like i don't know i i like it i like it a lot i like i really like every aspect of it i don't know if that's a healthy well, you, get, or not. you get irritated sometimes with like sometimes yeah well when people like contact things that I, steven right it's like come the on you guys don't be assholes but well it's know. interesting in that moment because i remember that moment you know vividly like it was yesterday yeah. um but for me i found satisfaction in that moment too for me the satisfaction of that moment came as like this is a real life real time marker yeah of me i'll never forget it of like me uh just reminding me that i achieved what i knew i always could achieve yes that's what i and i agree so but then so then for me so it's like we marked that and then kind of it never have has to happen again because for me it's like we've already marked that and then moving forward to me it would just be feeding my ego which my ego doesn't need to be fed anymore it's just i like getting my ego fed it just mine just doesn't need to be and it doesn't connecting with people it doesn't make my head bigger like it's so so funny some friend again in in this similar pattern of people telling me shit that i don't need to know know someone a good friend of mine commented to me like oh yeah a lot of people have been like oh wow corinne's a lot more nice that she uh, now that she's successful and i was what? just like i don't need to i don't need to hear that because it's like uh, god that, that i'm just like oh who do i have to not talk to who didn't like yeah, me before you are the same person well i am nicer though <laughs> um they're absolutely right i'm nicer in business settings because i'm now i am before i was just being me and reacting to shitty people with cunty attitude right um which they deserved and still deserve but these days I am nicer to people even when they are treating me rudely or annoyingly because I'm now hypersensitive to the fact that because people for some reason care about us now that it's going to that it's going to get out and that they're going to take it uh, they're going to take it as like oh she's a bitch because oh, yeah. she is successful when in reality I was always a bitch right but you, you didn't, didn't notice rem- you don't remember you, you didn't remember that part so now I'm like I'm like I'm like extra polite right uh and because of that because I don't want people to think yeah. The like oh you know she just you know became a bitch i'm like yeah i mean i was always that way yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. but i don't know it's just interesting because it's just a constant yeah. process of like thinking like okay well you know what what are, what are the benefits what am i getting out of this and is this something that i do i want to continue my life like this yeah and i don't i just i really don't know i couldn't give you an answer now yeah yeah because it's something it's very disheartening to like work towards something that you know for a long time achieve it and then be like yeah this isn't this doesn't click the way I thought it would. Interesting. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and just in general, like I'm just so, I love talking about the entertainment industry. And I know some people are like, this is boring. This is about sex. Well, it's like, but I I love this industry so so much, the bad parts and the good parts. And every step of the way teaches me something more because the deeper you get, the more that is revealed. Oh, there's some fucked up shit. Man. And like, so for instance, like when I interned for Michael Moore, that reminded, that kind of told me that I do like the industry but I have to be in an area of the industry where I can also do a good amount of charitable work because the charitable work undoes the grossness of the industry for me right and then it brings it's it that back. balance for you yeah it brings it back to you know because the Libra scales it brings it back to a, a healthy mm. balance for me where I feel like okay this isn't 
you know, bad. And then just like, you know, taking long, you know, chunks of the day where I'm not on social media, uh, making sure I'm doing things other than entertainment based things, yeah. not always hanging out with comedians. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that. Um, and what part of the, I just want to get into the, oh, the voting. Okay. Oh yeah. So this is actually, this is based off of something I learned on a date. So several weeks ago, um, before PM, if you're following that's professional musician, um, I was on, a uh not before i met pm but just like before i was realized that we were more than friends oh. um and you know what that could be over right now <laughs> i hope not again um, i hope it's going uh and so i'm i went sure. on a date with a guy i met on t- a hinge and again like so i was the reason i was on raya was because i wanted someone with like a who had really just achieved something and then i realized it's just all people who like paint in a warehouse in brooklyn and have uh you know stuff all over their smock like they're fucking jackson pollock but really they only have like the mentality of jackson pollock which is mentally ill um and then none of the money or success of jackson pollock so that i learned pretty quickly um and again i can't i really can't reiterate enough how important it is to you know wear shoes uh with socks on your profile if you're a man yeah as, as jilly hendrix put it rye is great if you want to fuck diplo's tour photographer <laughs> <laughs> love it love her love it uh jilly hendrix everyone um and so this guy uh again 48 my sweet spot <laughs> everyone i date is Wait, 48 wow. literally everyone it's something it's very weird um he kind of started like t- a, a one chapter of tedx conferences and actually was familiar with our podcast which was cool mm-hmm. and so he haven't heard from him but whatever I, I really i thought he was really nice but again i'm like you're not my soulmate as soon as i met him i was like you're not my soulmate really handsome look kind of like J- jeremy runner honestly <gasps> yeah mm. like an older like jeremy jeremy runner like he's hot really sweet really nice but again i could tell wow. i was like you're i'm gonna i you're the kind of person i would end up walking all over like uh, he's yeah. t- like almost like kind gentle person he would be brushing your hair well gosh i mean I, a girl can dream um <laughs> So we went to this, uh, you know, Generator Collective, which is Alana uh, Glazer's like talks, social political awareness uh, oh, thing. She started it a, a while back and it's just to kind of remind people with larger social media platforms or anyone with a social media platform, um, because we all have them now that, you know, you can post selfies and you can post pictures of the food you ate. But, you know, for every four times you post that, maybe one time post something about how you can make an active difference in the world. That's kind of the purpose of it. And that's how she explained it. So he was like, hey, do you want to go to this Alana Glazer thing? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great- and then I was like, fuck. I was like, we have a very similar fan base. And I was like, I hope no one sees me on this first date. And then it turned out someone did see me, but it was a comedian. Petey, I get. Petey. I check. I don't check my phone during dates because I want to like be present. That's so funny. after the date, I was in a cab going to a show, and I look at my Instagram, and Petey had seen me walking in and filmed me, and I was like, Petey, this is so cute because like if I get married to this guy, like. And I'm not, but yeah, yeah. if I get married to this guy, like I have footage of our first, first ever date. That's a rare. Yeah, it was also good because I had my phone in my back pocket, and I was like, "Idiot! Like you're not in an open mic. Like you got to show off the goods. Why did you do that?" And I also needed to take a flat iron to the back part of my hair. But again, notes. It's good. <laughs> I was glad that, that I had that footage. Uh, someone also informed me that I should get bangs, so that was nice to hear from some feedback because I guess my forehead was too big for the I frame. <laughs> um, that's what she was saying. I was wearing a headband, so it did was it was extra oh, pronounced. Whatever. But whatever. I got high and cut my own bangs last night. Hey. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so the the series that we went to, they were talking specifically about the uh, position of public advocate, uh, which I didn't even know was a position in New York City. I think they have them. I guess they have them it's everywhere. A, it's, it's a it's a position you can get voted into. Yes. Yeah. You have to you have to run for public advocate, and people Ooh. don't even know that it exists, that the election exists, or what it's about. And that's a problem because a lot of times it, it's like the same, you know, couple thousand, ten thousand people voting for these elections, and why things never change, right? Because it's like only these old registered Democrats and Republicans that even know that these elections are happening. Right. I didn't even know that this was fucking happening. I've lived in New York know. City for 15 years and have voted in every major election since I was 18. Yeah. So just in short, they they have they have a couple uh, things that they do, but the the public advocate is most fundamentally a watchdog. So it's kind of in that you know American setup of checks and balances. It's the person who calls other people in the government out when they are not doing what they should when they're they are not making good on the promises that they they promised yeah uh, and that includes things like the mta like apparently the mta had uh or and the mayor of new york had said that he was going to introduce something with the mta uh with uh like prorated or l- like look or like you know things for lower income people yeah yeah metro cards for lower income people uh, at a discounted rate and he said that was like you know supposed to be happen like january 1 2019 it didn't happen it didn't happen so you have to call these people out yeah. and that's how Put things get done them. yeah and how you know a real estate moguls and and because of real, it also uh, told taught me how much real estate like owns cities and how corrupt it is, and how real estate people are getting so much discounts on things, and then you know and people are still money. you know making you know twelve dollars an hour and barely able to feed their kids uh, in New York City. So again, that's what the public advocate does, and they she had like four people on or three people on maybe who were running for public advocate. So it was number cool. Wow. it was cool number one because I learned what a fucking public advocate that's was. Awesome. Good. I learned when the election was and it's and I'm talking about it today because it's February 26th. So if you live in New York City, uh, I want you to make sure to go out and vote and you can do On a quick, February 26th. Is yeah, the election? Okay. you could do a quick Google search to learn about the candidates. There were three there out of the three there. I really loved Dawn Smalls. She worked for the Obama campaign. Oh. Uh, kind of like, you know, uh, she's a I don't want to say older because she's not very old, but like, you know, above 20s uh, black woman. And I just really she was confident. She was to the point. She was no bullshit. She wasn't she wasn't running. Running on, you know, uh, a personality Fluff. trait. Right. She re- she knew her shit. She's a lawyer. She's has a track record of success. She was really uh, well versed in exactly what the position was and what she would do with it and why she was uh, up to the up for the Ooh. up for the role. I really really liked her. Um, so yeah, just a reminder: vote. I'm gonna vote. And it was so it was just so cool that you know it was a positive experience date. Even though I didn't like fall in love, it's always nice to go out and meet another human being and be like, yeah, I really like you. Yeah. And I know we're here because we're trying to find. You know a person to You know spend the rest of our lives with or a chunk Of time with and I well I don't think that's you It's nice to meet another person who are like oh you're not A piece of shit yeah and I can Stand if this you. was under different circumstances like we could Just like be you know bros if we needed yeah. I don't think a lot of adults need like a Bro but it was fine <laughs> sometimes you Never know and also uh, just a great idea for a Date like I learned what like I learned on it Because I know people are like oh it's such a waste of time To go on dates and like I think sometimes it is Yeah but that's a good because you're drinking you're eating Like it's just boring stuff waste of money but this was so wonderful because we shared a cool experience together we weren't able to talk that much which was weird and i had to like run after which i had warned him about um but yeah we learned something together and we experienced something new together and i would have never gone to that place or seen that talk had it had it not been for him so yeah, like a great idea yeah. Cheers to that guy so like thanks yeah, was, that was a really good experience i enjoyed it and i learned a lot and i feel like my life is better for 
before having gone on that date, even though that's not going to be my person. Yeah. So that's it's cool. There's also something nice when two people can both, re- I don't know how he's feeling, but if two people can both recognize like, this was really fun. Mm-hmm. You're not the person. Right. But like, hey, I had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's just so nice. Yeah. Speaking of nice, our guest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, he's a longtime friend of ours. I love this guy. He he he's a he's a beat master. He made a video for us back in the day. One of the early Sorry About Last Night classics. You don't live here. Oh, I want to call him Beat Master from now on. Beat Master because he also loves eggs, so it works two ways. Oh my God, double entendre. Uh, he's a com- stand-up comedian, beat master, host of the Breakdown with Boris Hyken. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Boris Hyken. Couple drinks at the party, it just getting started. I don't do it like that no more. Why you made me heartless? Why'd you have to start this? Baby, you don't really know me no more. Never want it in your body makes you come alive tonight Your heart is on ice You're poisoning my veins But you don't feel the pain at all I can see right through your soul I spark somebody on you left me so cold I don't even know you no more You love waking me to my core Couple drinks at the party Just getting started I don't do it like that no more Girl, you made me heartless Why'd you have to start this? Baby, you don't really know me no more With our pal Boris Hyken. Yeah. Oh, Boris. You're fun. Is this so fun? You, okay, when Sorry About Last Night was first founded, one of the first events, <laughs> our first outing. We're calling it founded, yeah. Yeah. Our first outing was this Halloween party that you were at. And I remember that's when I met you. Oh, I forgot about that, that Halloween didn't party. Did we meet at a sketch class before? Well, then? we met at Kevin Allison's sketch class. Yeah. I remember we had to go around and say a fun fact about ourselves. And Boris's fun fact was I don't wash vegetables because if that's what's going to kill me, what's the point of living or something? Wow. That, that sounds like me 10 years and ago. I was, but 10 years ago, I still I'm like, don't. Most, most of the You could have said that today and it would have blown my mind. I'm like, whoa. I love guy's... that you remember that very specific I'll thing. never forget it's it. true. So what, man, that possibly was my first impression of you, but I was. <laughs> like but i was like what a unique way of thinking you have that i really like That's and you're a, very funny well, i have a third world immune system you know <laughs> you nice have, you do uh, yeah i uh, wait explain ukraine well i was born in ukraine yeah. you know that's where i got my my first exposure to like anything i was exposed to what the so fuck like is what the ukraine hell is- like i have no idea i'm an ignorant american well it's changed a lot so i couldn't even tell you that confidently what it's like today i was there until 91 Okay. And then I visited 14 years ago. Where I'm from is really nice. It's like a cultural, it's Odessa. It's a big uh, like port town. It's on the oh. water uh, of the Black Sea. Also a restaurant downtown. Also a restaurant. Uh, also a city in Texas. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, we can oh, yeah, keep, keep free associating. <laughs> a cool name We're just for a yes and kid. for an hour. Yeah, but it was, uh, you know, it was like a... But it's third a, world? I'm kind of using that colloquially. Uh, I don't know if it would it actually could be. And we I'm had, like, we had plumbing, you know. Okay. Let, let me not play this up too much. But uh, it was still, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that was messed up about it. Actually, one vivid memory I have as a child is there was like always a fire for some reason that was like permanently in front of the like complex. It was all like like government like all the housing looks like what projects here look like because okay. it's all government housing yeah unless you were like an oligarch or whatever whoa but, that's a jump so there's no middle class uh not really i mean there's there's still gradation the way that there is here but similar there's people that are really Dwindling. tied into the government and that hookups and stuff and then there's everybody else yeah um 
But there was a fire. I remember as a little kid, like constantly in front of uh, where we lived. In and, a pit? Was yeah, it Yeah, like in a pit. I just remember falling into it with my hand Uh-oh. because it was not lit, but it was like embers. And I just, I for, for some reason, I don't think I'm like traumatized by it, but I have a very, I must have been like four or five, but I have a super vivid memory of just running. My grandma was a doctor and I just remember running and like just blowing on my hand and crying and running to my grandma. Oh. I had no scars somehow, wow. you know. Well, she's a healer. She's a healer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you fell in fires. I fell in a fire. I'm, I mean, there's a bunch of other random, you know, crazy stuff about it. But yeah, third world is an exaggeration. Okay. There's, there's plumbing. There's like medicine. The, it, it gets a lot more third world than Ukraine. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. But there's also like villages. You know, I was in a city. If you go further in the outskirts, it's called an oblast, uh, which is like areas that they have there. And then there'd be like villages where like it is closer to that. You're mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. It's like where, you know, people starved during the famines and stuff. Ah, so what if you had to classify like Ukrainians as like in terms of family life or is it strict? Is it a religious culture? Are they, how do they feel about sex? I mean, yeah. from your perspective, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a six-year-old there, I wasn't fucking much. But, uh, <laughs> oh, that sucks. But no, generally speaking, it's not religious for the most part because religion was illegal there. It was a communist regime when I lived there. So you could not uh, Religion was illegal But it was communist I don't know How do you feel about it I don't know Well communism was the religion That's kind of how it works Uh. So for the most part uh, Under communism Atheism was a big part Of that movement I kind of on board with that is there what are the downsides there's a lot of there's a lot of downsides so i personally an atheist but i talk about i think some people do need god i think it helps certain people and i think that there's doesn't help people like kirk cameron but it does help other people it helps other people i mean the drink i mean listen i spent my like probably since when i came here i got kicked out of hebrew school like i came here as a jewish (laughs) refugee because like religious or not our paperwork said jew like you were not a Russian. Your paperwork said Jew. Yeah, your said your, Je- your paperwork Jew. in Russia says Jewish or whatever it is yeah. in Russian. The the Russian word for kike is jid. If you're curious, Oof. about which it. makes sense because Judaism is uh, an ethnicity as well, and like that's why, like even though I'm not religious, I still identify as Jewish because it is ethnicity. And because you'd have no choice if someone's trying to wipe right. them out, they'll look at your face and they don't care how you feel about God. Well, I'm also Italian, so it's, you know, so thank you. All right, well, Italians <laughs> and Jews also like <laughs> e- either way, like over there, yeah. you know, you worshipped the state. I had photos of, and this was also changing very rapidly as we were leaving. But well, in my, good. I went to kindergarten and preschool there we had photos of lenin you called him grandpa lenin Ooh, that's weird grandpa lenin grandpa lenin dude lenin was a no. that's a no, little sexual great. it's what that's a little sexual grandpappy daddy lenin yeah we called him daddy lenin <laughs> granddaddy no, daddy lenin. oh god um but i even i remember my dad at his work <laughs> he worked at the tv studio in odessa yeah. uh-huh. obviously all government owned they had photos of Lenin and Downside I like... Downside communism. Yeah, well, the thing is so... No free publicly, ideas. Well, it's kind of like when you're speaking publicly, everyone's kind of... It's a culture of ratting on each other. And so nobody uh. speaks honestly until they're at home. And my parents were like talking shit about Lenin at home. And then I like repeated it at my dad's mm. work. I was like, what are you putting up a photo of that asshole for? <laughs> and they like took me aside. And thankfully they were friends with my dad. And they were like, you need to get your son out of here. 
And, wow. uh, and they got me out of there. But as far as religion in general, you, mostly... You could not speak negatively about Lenin. So it was it was changing. At the time, it yeah. was Gorbachev who was president, and they were actually starting to remove public images of Lenin. Oh. But it was still like it all depended on who, who you were talking to. So it was wow. a transition. Scary. It was not a smooth transition. And like uh, there were some like Russian Orthodox churches that had deals with the government where like if you were pro-government, people could still practice. Even, okay, oh, okay. Because that's the was, only way religion wasn't illegal then? If they yeah, it was just scratch like, your back, I'll scratch. Exactly. And it was like, a lot of it was more cultural than laws. There was a lot of like, like I said, everyone was ratting on each other. It was a lot of like Weird. public enforcement of that kind of stuff. Um also for Jews, like the reason why we came here as Jewish refugees, they had limits to like only three percent of of like a university can be Jews, like things like that. In in Ukraine, they had that. In or, in all of in, communist Russia, but uh, in Ukraine, oh. I'm certainly more familiar with it. As far as like so, they my capped the Jews. The captain. They had a cap on Jews. They're too privileged. So, you so you're all. So how? <laughs> who, who was that? The was that the reasoning? Uh, some of the language echoed certain things. Well, yeah. because I mean, I mean, it does make it, it, that actually does make sense. That's well, I mean, it so feels hurtful. The but. Jews are like, you know, not to get myself in too much heat here, but they're involved in, in a lot of different sides of a lot of different things. The Bolshevik Revolution was also mm. a lot of Jews because yeah. the czars in Russia were also pretty anti-Semitic. So they led the revolution. They thought it would like improve stuff, and then it turned out, oh, the new people are also kind of anti-Semitic. <laughs> Damn it! Seems to be a constant. Why does everybody yeah. hate Jews? How many? So what? Which members of your family came over as refugees at this time? Like when you came over to America? So what it was, was that process like? It was literally like chain migration. So what happened was the Berlin Wall fell in '89, and that's when everybody was like, "I'm gonna get the fuck out of here," because now you could. It was a lot, it was easier. As soon as you try to leave, you're considered a traitor. So the way that wow. the process works is, um, or the way that it worked for us is. You had to declare that you were leaving, and the way you do that is you quit your job and you get formal paperwork saying, because you, you, everyone works for the government. So if you quit your job, you're no longer basically a member of the state. God, that's creepy. So you quit your job, and during that time, you submit your paperwork, and during that time, you obviously have no way of earning a living, so you have to like plan ahead for that type of thing. So for starters, most you had an, an, a huge underground economy. So like mm. everyone did the expression there was like the government pretended to pay you and you would pretend to work because like everyone would get jack shit. But then on the side, everyone, anyone who was like, like knitting some dolls, people still had hustle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like got, my like, dad Etsy would go like, out of their house. Yeah, well, my dad uh, actually funny story. The way this is they kind of romanticize it. But supposedly the way my dad met my mom, my dad used to. So he worked at a TV studio in Russia, but he would also. Uh, fixed VCRs and televisions because if you had a VCR or TV there you weren't just getting a new one when it broke you you got it fixed yeah and so he my dad I know went to like different people's houses and fixed their TVs and VCRs he had a friend who he told me would have like porn and bring it from house to house and they would play they had movies too but like he was trying to be funny probably but it was a real thing but they would go because not that was the so thing few to people, test to see if it was working well so few people had access to tvs vcrs and certainly porn but they would like <laughs> go to people's houses and play movies or whatever the fuck they wanted whoever had the money to pay for it yeah and supposedly he met my mom by fixing a vcr or something at, at like a relative of hers oh, place. Okay. Mm, oh, that's sexy sweet. yeah even though i think they kind of like set it up or you something so that my they would vcr meet. i yeah. love you and now i repair yeah Aww. um so 
they they were able to save up because my dad would have this job on the side. And I know my mom told me that even when he did quit his job, he was still friends with the people there and they let him continue to work somehow and like keep earning a living because you apply your trader at that point. And here's the funny thing I remember is so they had to submit paperwork through like the government office, wherever, and they lost their paperwork and they bribed them. They actually I just asked them and they bribed them with it was. 3,500 rubles, which is the equivalent of probably like about 700 bucks, which is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it took a, they sold their car there. Holy they crap. had like an old, and not a lot of people had cars either. My dad was like super proud of having this car. Um, and a, like a bottle of something. To unlose their paperwork. Literally 10 minutes later, they were like, like, oh, we found uh-huh, it. Our uh-huh, memories unplugged. They found it. Yeah. And, it's, and it's very uh, like. You can't, what are you going to do under that corruption? You can't do anything. Oh my God. It's so funny how. No, there's no shame. Like here, there's this feeling of like you get caught in something. Some shame. people, some shame people is very don't. American, some people don't have it, but we call them like sociopaths. You know, when <laughs> yeah. you when you don't have that look behind your eyes, like right. you just got caught with something. Yeah, there's some people, or or like you know, good salesmen or something. I don't know, but over there, it's it's phenomenal how normal we went back to visit i talk about this sometimes in my stand-up but it's a real thing we went back to visit and we're this is after the fall of communism but it's you know the culture is still there like i still won't do business with most russians in america like i'm weary of it's it's just embedded in the Uh, culture so we went back Corruption is embedded in the, dude, the insurance scams they pulled. Oh, I don't do business with Israelis. Exactly. You you can be racist against your own people. I'm not Israeli though, but I've been I there. I am. I am. <laughs> Woo. There okay. you go. But like, well, I guess I, I, I guess I, I do an, do some business with Israelis. Though. Oh, uh, but well, I, as on, ha- on behalf, I don't care. It's okay. Well, that's just because yeah. they're mean. <laughs> they can be. They can be harsh. They, they have to serve in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we went back and visited not to digress but they literally they take our first piece of luggage they like make a mess like clearly intentionally just yeah, throw everything out everywhere and then they look at my dad and they're like will we be inspecting the rest of your luggage and that's a weird question right that's away a, for yeah. me if i grow up no, my dad doesn't skip a beat takes out 20 bucks hands it to them they say thank you welcome to the ukraine whoa and my dad bribed security with with, with, and this is wow. 14 years ago 20 bucks is already like not a lot of money yeah. 14 years ago but that's like what it costs to bring literally whatever you want into the ukraine shit well i kind of wish bribing worked a little bit more in america yeah damn well you just need a well, lot more than 20 dollars. I, I paid a guy once 20 bucks gave me in a high florida hotel and he didn't uh but he kept the money um damn what so what would you would remember in coming? russia yeah i remember, Do you remember coming, coming over here like what was that well so to finish that part we got delayed um, what happened was Lautenberg changed the law. There was something that happened where uh, you need they changed it so you needed like different type of paperwork, different type of familiar ties. I just remember my parents cursing Lautenberg at the time because <laughs> he changed the law in America. So we basic. Oh, this is what it was. We were the way people did it is you couldn't really go directly to America. A lot most of the time the government wouldn't allow you. You applied for a visa. The Ukrainian to, government or the American government? The Soviet government. Okay. And so you would go to israel or you apply for a visa in israel you would fly to vienna or like a couple other places and then you would change your route to america you there was wow. not really like they a clear way to do it to america and so well they changed the law where you had to fly directly and so we couldn't wow. go for whatever reason and um my mom became pregnant with my younger brother we she wanted to stay and have him there because like her mom's a doctor there and she just a lot of changes at once are difficult on the system with that kind of thing and during the time that we stayed they figured out a way where like my grandfather's 
has an, another family and they had kids in America and they sponsored uh. for us to come and, and that whole deal and we were able to come here finally. Wow. How old were you when you got here? I uh, turned seven like right after we came here Aww. and I have a vivid, so we came as Jewish refugees. So we had like these organizations that helped us find our first like project housing they gave me like hand-me-down clothes yeah in exchange they were kind and opening and caring to yeah you. they That's had demands nice. let me start with the two main ones so in exchange Whoa. they really wanted us my parents to like help us try judaism because we weren't allowed to practice it there my parents aren't religious but they were like well let's give them an option so i went to hebrew school for like three weeks and right away apparently it was like you're like not for my me. brain was already not built for it oh so, I, so so it was like a jew it was kind of like a birthright type organization that helped you Immigrate? Is that so there's one really famous one, and I know, I know that's not the one we use, called Highest, that helps um, immigrants come over. Well, it wouldn't have been birthright, because that's not, not what they do, but I'm just saying, like... Uh, like, it's an organization, right? Well, birthright, it says, well, here's a free trip, but then they're, like, they, they like try to guilt you into becoming super Jewish the whole time. Depending on the one you go to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, so this one, for the most part, I can't complain. They mostly helped our family immigrate here. That's nice. Um, So I tried that out, but also I was circumcised at seven when I came here. Whoa. Yeah. You you got circumcised at seven? I got circumcised at seven. I have a memory of my own circumcision. Too bad you're not on dating apps anymore because I would really love you to have that. That's my byline. (laughs) Vivid memory of my own circumcision. (laughs) At seven years Years old. Now that's really interesting because um yeah, interesting. I'm sure is the word poorest. A lot of well, it's a lot of things. <laughs> how did they? Do, how did you know? Who gave you the news? It was like a Marie Kondo thing where I had to hold it <laughs> and see if it sparked joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like this foreskin doesn't spark joy. I think you need to get rid of it. Out of here. Toss it. Um, I well, what I do remember is they gave me. I don't remember. Uh, I was you- awake. I know they wow. didn't put me to sleep. I can't remember if they like if it was numbed or I not. I don't remember any. You. I don't remember any like pain. It's really so nice probably, that you don't remember it because I think if it was super painful at seven, you would have remembered. I mean, is that it. a traumatic experience? I mean, having, it wasn't it's your, for me. It's your genitals. That's that's an intimate. I they gave me one of those. Do you remember those video games they had where it's like an LCD screen, the background doesn't move, and like football players yes. kind of move side oh, of to side. Of course I do. I love. Well, those games. I played that I while, that. while you were getting my dick. <laughs> yeah. They also had the little water ones where you push it and like the water would oh, spat I love out. The like wa- an, and the rings. You gotta yeah. get the rings. Dentist oh my sounds, god. That sounds like it we wouldn't digress. be sanitary in a circumcision environment. Oh no, I liked it. It was closed. The water's not out. Oh. So wait, who? Not how in many the, okay, I imagine that incorrectly. How many people circumcise? sized you that i can't remember it was an orgy circumcision i know yeah, because like, and 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 do you remember any of the tools like how do you even do they use a no knife? i don't remember it that specifically i'm sure and they does use the something skin sharp rip off the- well i mean usually usually when uh baby's getting circumcised you're at a br- you're at a bris and a, a, doesn't the guy just put the dick in his mouth and a moil very odd doing it. that's no, like, like tied off with that's their like mouth. some like insane hasids they yeah okay these guys man i should hope not i feel like my parents I should trust that my parents would flip out if someone tried to do that yeah, shit to me. I would hope so. Well, you've never been to a bris? I actually went to my first bris like oh. three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Because I was like chewing the it The tools up. that they use, yeah. it's almost like a... Like a like a barber. If you ever see like a small barber's like a kit. cigar cutter. Uh, oh, they, oh. So they're, 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 I, I actually didn't see that clearly. They're, oh. they're small metal tools, and they're usually not like electronic. So. And, and and, and they wh- wh- how, why I know this is extreme circumstances when the guy puts the dick in them. What is he tying? 
or he's, Wait, he's, no. or he's like so sucking what, it off so what is, they, the right, is what I mean. What their reasoning, and I'm going to explain this. That's like this. R. Kelly literally saying, here's what I'm doing and everyone's getting no, away no, with it. It's, Moyles, it's blood. It's not. So, it's not. Okay, so their, their <laughs> reasoning, yeah, but it's still like, I would still be comfortable calling it savage, but like yeah. their reasoning is like, if you if they were doing this, let's say thousands of years ago in the desert and they were wandering through and this was considered like the safer thing because people probably got infections under there and shit yeah. like that. They're not showering, Just bathing. clean your dick. Well, so you don't have any, you don't have clean water you don't have anything sterile right. so my guess again without justifying this at all that, <laughs> as yeah. the barbarism that it is that's probably the reasoning today what the you have no reason to do it that just stuck. i you know well like like orthodox judaism I'll, I'll, many parts of it that does make sense uh because like keeping kosher for instance a lot of the rules of keeping kosher go back from years and years and years ago with cleanliness and mm. heat and not having proper refrigeration for food that's why you're separating meat from dairy etc having different sinks so kind of like it I always like uh, compare it to kind of like being Amish. It's like you're living in this old timey way really for no reason because you have modern ways to get out of it except for like pay homage to folks of your kind of thing like or, or like saying like you know these these times were better times and and it is di- there are dirty sinful times that we're living in now i mean that's kind I mean, of what it is that's definitely part of it part of it i think is like a self-controlled because you know some of these rules that they have is like it's not even the rule but they build fences around the rules mm-hmm. so it's like pretty well, yeah. interesting so they consider it so bad to break the rule that like so you can't work on a saturday right but they can't ride bicycles either and it's not because you can't Ever? ride a on a Saturday. On the Sabbath. On a Saturday. Oh, Sabbath. And it's not because you can't ride a bicycle. It's because, like, if the chain comes off while you're riding and it by itself comes back on, you technically fix the bike and fixing something is Jesus doing work. Christ. So they, they have they these, them. like, fences because it's so... The ones that are, like, ultra-religious. Right. None of these people are the ones we associated with either way. But why'd you have to get your dick skin cut off? I actually asked my mom... And uh, it's exactly what I guess. She was like, they told us everyone in America did it, and people would think it's funny if you didn't have it done. Wow. That's basically what they told them. Which at the time might not have been super, super inaccurate, but I mean. Well, they still do it in hospitals here. But don't do it because a girl's going to go, ugh. You know what? Honestly, I mean, they do it for cleanliness is what they're saying, but that's been. I don't know, but the the argument that it's it's male genital mutilation. Yeah, How do you feel about that? I think that's a false equivalency, but honestly, I just had this argument because, so I went to my friend's kid's circumcision. They're more. That's like an event? Oh, yeah. That's what a breast is. They had a beautiful breakfast platter. (laughs) That's was that pre or post all, the dick all, all, skin getting Pretty cut much off. all post. Jews, no matter how, like even if you're not that religious, do a, do a bris. And that's it. Is it's a gathering where you watch the circumcision, but not everyone what does the moil suck off thing. So I mean, there's also it's tribalism, odd. which is like part of what it is. So it's I like a, it is a way of marking your tribe. I think that um, okay. I think that it is Just a false. Man it's man a false things. equivalency between the two because like it's certainly I think more damaging female circumcision is well, male that's, circumcision. that's specifically to take away female pleasure and to say you can never enjoy your vagina right. for the rest it's of your kind, life you can still have an orgasm for if, if your dick skin's right. cut off and also there's clearly. sort of an oxymoron there because like most religions are at least in some ways a patriarchy so it'd be weird if it was yeah. a patriarchy against men against themselves right uh but like part of it is yeah distinguishing themselves from everybody in america people do it though in general which is like i'm not really sure i i Actually, fucking a guy I forgot. He's he's not circumcised, and I didn't realize it. And and then I always forget. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you're not circumcised. It's not that weird. Do I, you have to do anything special? No, it comes out. It just and there's not a lot of it was not a lot of foreskin. If I'm not incorrect, it has something to do with America with John Kellogg, the 
the guy that invented cereal. Someone just sent me an article on that. He was super religious, super against masturbation. Yeah, I was yes. going to say Kellogg cereal is anti-masturbation. They wanted you to well, fill up with carbs book. and they said it lowered your libido. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Low and libido. For breakfast. I mean, that was part of it. Also, they just had a surplus of grain and it was just all various types of corruption. But, um, <laughs> Love corruption. Um, but where were we? Oh, yeah, circumcision. You know, Seven. I thought about, I've honestly been thinking about it a lot because, you know, I've, I want to have a kid one day, right? And I, I feel like I got into an argument with my buddy because he was like, what, what, what do you think? Can you believe he's getting his kid circumcised? I'm like, I mean, I can believe it. It's not that yeah. crazy. But I think I'm going to be the first person to circumcise their kid out of spite because anti-circumcision <laughs> people are so fucking nuts. Agreed. The oh, amount I'm just of they have floats that in... they care about other people's babies' dicks. Right. And really, the main thing is like mind your own goddamn business, and, and let but me do what I'm going to do. Like in the hierarchy of things to like devote your passions oh, to. Oh, trust me. As someone just texted me this, foreskin is yeah. Not this guy a needs to get effect. a fucking job. And like, he has what blood. Do you do he is wearing life? white pair of jeans with blood, as if he has a period. Of all, I mean, look. If you want to, like, especially if you were circumcised and you regret it, but as a person who like spent six years not circumcised and then circumcised, maybe my life will be different. But I'll tell you it's what, not it's just not at the top the of the things that I think about. It hasn't ruined anything for me, and I can totally see arguments one way or another. So, first of all, my mind's really not made up. Like, I think when I have a kid, there's going to be so much new information for me to decide with. Right. That, like, why even say that I'm I'm going to do it one way or another now mm. when, like, when I have a kid, who knows, yeah. you know? Boris, I, I mean, no no offense, you're not a spring chicken. It's not going to be that much in the future. That's fair. <laughs> Touche. He's like, in two years, God knows, there in might be flying pigs. Well, no, I just mean literally the act of having a kid. It's right. like, it yeah. changes your yeah. life, I assume, you're in pro, ways that you don't imagine. Well, you know, sure. And, and you got to make yeah. that, I mean, make that decision then, though. Don't wait till he's seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would owl. not do that. You know? I mean, I can but also it's I like, can understand why people are so bent out of shape about it, though, because I mean, like I always flip things around when it's like a like a gender issue. Like if it was if we were mutilating female genitalia, I, I would be that person out. Protesting. Right, you would be passionate 100%. about it. But again, but, it's but, different. But it, what if you yeah, just nipped a little bit of the like late, just a little bit. But, of I heard, but if you read articles about it, because I actually have a friend who's really into it on Facebook. So I just read a, kind of a lot of articles about it just because she posts them. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like in the area of stuff that we talk about. And it does apparently take away pleasure. Wait, well. Maybe the equivalent, though, to male circumcision is labiaplasty. Not that, that that's something I you choose to do. I think that's probably more accurate. That's what I'm but saying. Like, so, okay, so what if we were doing giving labiaplasty? That would be labia, terrible. What's labiaplasty? It's exactly. when you, uh, if you have, like, v- vaginal have lips that are, like, big like, beef curtains, <laughs> like <yeah>. myself. Um, <laughs> well, people like, some people like that. Oh, exactly. They're right. great. But uh, some people get that. There's a girl who emailed us saying that, because Dane Cook had this bit about meaty pussies back in the day. And Dane because Cook of that, inspired her? Well, to get labiaplasty, I think shamed her would be the shame, proper shamed terminology. Yes. The bit was anti maybe wrong choice of words. Um, but it was you know it was a long time ago, and I feel like people weren't as vocal about like, hey, shut the fuck up, who cares? You know, some people saw as Comedy Central presents and decided to pursue stand up. <laughs> Other people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that yeah, that's interesting. So seven, and you remember your dick hurting at all? No, I I really don't. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. Yeah. You they must have numbed it. They, I guess, yeah. Like a, I mean, like a local true. anesthetic. Yeah, you're they must have. What's the first, but I mean, like when you're the, the babies, they don't. So, but I mean, when you're seven. Were you getting boners at seven? Because some, no, kids, some, some children think... get boners uh, aroused very, very early. I don't remember life. getting boners at seven. Oh, okay. When did you first get boners? Oh, I don't know. 
maybe maybe 11 12 oh okay yeah like the nor the normal age there's no normal age but like i have such a i didn't even remember this vegetable thing you said earlier that i said 10 years ago i don't know when i started with boners but the first couple years i knew you i would always remind you that that's what you said i think that's why i retained this memory so that's how i defined myself for you yeah right yeah exactly but uh so okay so that's i'm glad you've made it to america i'm glad your dick's okay Sorry, I'm just looking up penis local anesthetic, but I think you can definitely do that. <laughs> it's just any look, right? Like even like a tooth numbing thing. Well, I just like origin. I just sometimes I yeah, yeah. the penis just seems so sensitive that sometimes I'm like, can you put a needle in it? But have you ever? You, they had someone snort cocaine off my dick. <laughs> now <laughs> that's a bris I would. And attend. then the rabbi did the circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> Good party. I can't. LMFAO no came out. Platter. Everyone lost their appetite. <laughs> it is weird how much breakfast is at a bris because you're like, who else is gonna come? It, like, it, just, night- it seems out of and they all proportion. come just to. I mean, I know it's a metaphor. But just to see a baby's little I mean, dick yeah, skin get cut no, off. No, huh? it's it's to see it's like it's to see them. I don't know, like, shine like a it's fly. like a Jewish like a well. So the one I went to was like pretty. Re- it was like an Upper West Side like Orthodox Jewish. Yeah, thing. Ooh, one I went to was super religious too. I had and to stand in a cage. So a bunch of the people what? there, they're not even the friends fuck? or family mm-hmm. of the people. It's what? just literally a bunch of like super religious Jews who go to synagogue every morning. And so this isn't like a special service for the bris. They have the service and then as part of the service they do the bris and they did some other things for some other people that were there. That's normal because like when you're when you get christened or or whatever uh, uh, a lot of times like uh not ca- not a catholic one but like a methodist one that just happens as part of the service. Like in my like the Methodist church I used to go to that just happened. Yeah. In the middle and it was the whole the whole uh congregation was there well i'll tell you what if i do wow. do it it's going to be a doctor not a freaking old man with a beard that's for sure yeah because or maybe the doctor will be an old man with a beard but well, with a phd because well. what qualifies you to take a baby's foreskin well off? you know what the one counter argument to that would be like let's see the stats how many circumcisions has this doctor done how many has this rabbi done I mean, the more experienced one. Yeah, but are they one, botched circumcisions that the rabbis done? Like, do you? What? How do you even remove? I think the it's pretty easy. Cut it? I want to know the stats. Do you carve yeah. it like a like a not like a pumpkin, but like a? I didn't see his back was to us, so he was blocking the oh. actual procedure. Well, that's good. Yeah. Wow, he's like only me. I'm like, wow. Okay, wow, 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 wow. I knew that happened. I haven't thought about it in a while, and that's so odd. But I have to. I really, you know, I have respect for culture but i don't know i don't know man i don't know how i feel about it i just said how many american male circumcisions have gone wrong oh wait u.s circumcision statistics cirp.org i love the internet um okay let's see circumcision incidents from 1971 to 2006 uh in in 1999-8 AP issued yet another statement that said the data on potential benefits were insufficient. Okay, now I, I want to see like whose penis gets yeah fucked botched. up. That's a TLC show. But it, oh, my so, circumcision was botched. What's incidents? Oi! <laughs> and this is just uh, the ones oi, that's that not right. <laughs> Yeah, this is not really this. These are really not the charts I was Oy looking vey, for. My dick. I think they're just saying who is getting <laughs> circumcised. Mm, yeah, because there, there's articles about how the uh, industrialized world is now turning against circumcision. But, you know, we'll get into this in another you know episode. How, like, 
I don't know if you know, like, you, Corinne, you know how some guys, like, some guys I've dated, like, they really love their dick. Like, they really, how do you feel about your dick? Like, I feel good about it. I can't say I have, like, an obsession or anything. That's helpful. Thank God. That's I, helpful. I have a dick. Guys it who serves like, its purpose. Guys who are like, I love my dick. Like, it's like, ugh. I've never dated a guy who says that. I've dated guys who have alluded to that amount of love towards their dick. And I was just wondering how men feel about their dick. Did, some men I feel sure like they it hate it because it's like it makes them do things they don't want to do. I'm sure if you have a healthy psychology, you probably treat it like every other part of your body that serves a purpose. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you sleep around? Well, when you're you're you are engaged. I am engaged. Actually, I got engaged this past weekend. Woo! What a segue! Mazel. What a segue! And now to answer your question, yeah, were you slut when you were single? <laughs> no, I was. I was never like that crazy. I feel like. Um, I, I always had, felt like you were contained. You, like you, you, you had a real handle on your sex and love life. I always felt like yeah. you were smoking too much pot to really but what were you, you know, about? That's it. I honestly <laughs> really? think a marijuana addiction kept me like off the streets. Wait, <laughs> you can be addicted to marijuana? You know why people say that you can't? And let me tell you, you can. I dated someone who a hundred percent was. You can. Well, so here's uh, the thing, yeah. right? It's not a. And let me. And I. I kind of stopped like I, I'm smoking a little bit now but I haven't I basically stopped for all of January I stopped last January so and, for January and as somebody who's been smoking like just about every day at varying degrees of like how much since like I don't know 14 15 oh wow okay that's a while yeah that's a, a lot while. of years under your belt but at the same time when I decided to stop it was really no sweat to just stop yeah. once I made that decision yeah and I think that first of all effort it's not it's not physically addictive in the same way as certain other things, but like psychologically, you can do anything too much. That's you can what I'm have saying. a psychological yeah. attachment yeah. to yes. something. Yeah. You can like exercise too much and mm -hmm. have an exercise yeah. addiction. Oh yeah. So like you in can that eat sense, too much celery. Yeah. You in that sense, it, it happens. because I'm like the, the very th the very argument uh, that pot is not addictive. If you believe that porn can be addictive, just cancels that out. But because what they're saying when when people are like very pro pot and they're talking about that it's not addictive, they mean like it has no addictive ingredients the way right. like. A cigarette does. It, you don't or get like withdrawals. Diet right. Coke Physical does. Withdrawals. But yes. I think any human being is capable of forming an addiction out of anything because but you they're get searching certain, for comfort. You get certain symptoms. You know, what's funny is it suppresses your dreams. That's one thing. So when you Dude, when you yes. stop smoking, you start dreaming yes. again a lot. And that is insane. It's how wild. that works. And you know what's also funny? I and I realized afterwards this is like an actual general psychological phenomenon. But what happened to me? It didn't happen this time around for some reason. But what would happen to me before when I would try to like not smoke is in my dreams I would smoke and i'd be like oh man i fucked up i was trying not to smoke <laughs> and then i'd wake up and be like whoo i didn't smoke and then i like was googling um for like i was writing a joke and was googling something else and i googled vegetarian meat dreams and that's a, i for like a whole other reason that i won't get into but that's a thing i've learned is people try to go vegetarian and have dreams where they eat meat and they fuck up Wow, have I haven't dreams. had any of those. That's stress, interesting. Oh, okay, stress dreams. So like I said, I didn't have that with yeah. weed this time, but apparently it's like a psychological thing, I guess, if you're trying to like focus and control yourself with something, right. you might dream that you fucked up. During Passover, <laughs> I, I once That's had a American way. dream about a dancing cheeseburger, though, many years ago. <gasps> that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, it's well, I mean, because I missed it so much. Dude, cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers or dancing? Cheeseburgers. <laughs> it was a footloose Passover. Yeah, it was like dancing. <laughs> it was dancing and had, it was wearing white gloves. Huh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't fuck around a lot. No, not a lot. But I, you, 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 you know, yeah. I always thought, like, I always thought you, like, you were cute. You had shit together. You were very funny. Like, you know. But I, I think it took me a little bit till after college to like really like be confident with women. Yeah, I dated. I had like a girlfriend in high school who I lost virginity to. We lost her virginity to each other. Oh, I didn't fun. sleep with anybody uh, until. 
after her until I think maybe sophomore year of college. I might have not even uh, slept with anybody my freshman year. I'm not exactly sure. And then mm-hmm. there was like one girl I met at work and we dated for a little while and like kind of here and there. And then after graduating, I, you know, started doing comedy, started hanging out more and things like that. But I never like slutted around or anything. No, like for that. me, you always seem like anytime you would date someone like you would always get bored with them really quickly or that you just like, I, it's so crazy to me in the past couple of years, how much things have turned around because like I, the fact that you're engaged blows my mind. Like I, really? you were one of the last people I would thought not, and it's not, it's not because of anything about you. It's because of your feelings. No, and I don't take offense. Conversations I, I just I've had, had a way of like verbalizing it. Yeah. Uh, this for starters, uh, my fiance is the. Is that fun to say? Yeah, it's kind of fun to say. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, she's so cool. I love her. Hi, she, Megan. Hey, I love her too. Hey, Megan. Um, so she's the first person I said I love you to that I dated. Also, really. Aside from How old are you? aside from. See, like I mean, a, doesn't that tell? That's a little. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, 33. Okay. Uh, so I said I love you to my girlfriend in high school, but like, that doesn't really count. You well, know? that counts. That's young love. It's I, young you love, know, I suppose. It's it's not as encompassing of all the factors of life. Right. Whatever. It's not mature. Yeah. So uh, wait, wait, how what were you? Thirty one when you started dating Megan, or a little earlier? Um, it's gonna be. We're coming up on three years. So, so thirty. So thirty. Okay. Were you ever anti marriage in your no, life? No, I was. Okay. I was never anti marriage, and I always thought that eventually I probably would. Um, I always wanted kids more than marriage. Interesting. It just felt like, it, yeah, for that exact that reason, it literally just felt like too like interesting. a lot of men feel that way, honestly. Really? Well, yeah. I want their behavior. I it's like a narcissistic, kids. like, let me replicate myself. Yeah. But, but also of, it's like, I can make a human? Yeah. yeah. It just seems like too interesting of a thing not to do. Yeah. Like, out of all the shit that I could do, this is like a pretty, like, unique and interesting thing that's it's just so much again information from like that life experience but knowing you and uh, your views on things i could also see you taking the the approach which is my approach it's like there's too many people in the world it's things aren't going great there's not too many and i don't want to add there's too many yes, the wrong people in the there's world there's too many idiots there's way too many yeah. people <laughs> no but we're actually from uh what i understand is we're supposed to hit nine billion and then go back down yeah well it's, it's, as, it's going down because people stopped having as many kids yeah as more Thank and more God. people get taken out of poverty and it because like yeah my grandma is one of like 12 because like most of them Shit. don't survive. Yeah, man. They die in the war the, the, and then yeah. whatever else. Well, I mean, that's not now. The far now, that yeah. you go back, everyone had, you know, I have one sibling and then my, like, and then like then five siblings and then 10 and then 12 siblings. And yeah. you're like, Jesus Christ, you yeah, guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, because then most of them would die. Use a condom. And <laughs> you keep one for spare parts. Yeah, exactly. You, you harvest the organs from You know, one. speaking of death, I actually, I want to bring this up because it's too funny of a thing not to mention, even though it's not directly relevant. But so my, I mentioned before, my grandfather had another family because he remarried. Yeah. I was going to ask you over. about that. I forgot. But my grandfather, prior to him, who I never met, he died a year before I was born, died from uh, drinking horse milk in Uzbekistan. Horses? What? Whoa. So horses are mammals. Right, of horses course. Can so have female milk, horses obviously which have milk. Which also so they have to like, feed blew my mind when I first realized that because you don't really think about horses in that kind of way. Yeah, I'm going to go milk my horse. Yeah, but they yeah. they drank it and like during the war, I guess he was sent over there and they they didn't pasteurize it and he got some sort of bacteria and it like, took like 20 years to kill him. It like paralyzed him. It was like a Whoa. slow, slow, agonizing. I thought slow it was just horse like horse milk death. You had a horse milk on Friday by Monday. And You're then not the horse, that horse is like, you took my milk? Bam. Yeah, and then he kicked <laughs> you or she yeah obviously. and then that's how the Clydesdale takes you out but 20 years that's a long death sentence yeah I just had had to go on that little a little tangent it's a little fact I know. Is so fucking gross um, honestly ugh. Uh, milk is milk I don't like it I you was ever, reading um, some of the the you'd sent us an email just about like some stories and stuff about you and you, you're talking about this one well I want you. him to tell the engagement story oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah 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 well so 
Because I, I, I didn't hear it I yet. I feel weird about it because, only because I didn't do it for content, but it's going to sound like I'm an asshole a little bit. Well, so, unfortunately, sure, life can be funny. Your life yeah, unfolds yeah. in a funny way. Long story short, Megan I proposed twice because I thought it would be fun and charming to do it at a Costco. And um, oh. Did you run this idea by anyone? Because you certainly didn't run it by me. I, I knew ran you were in with a stop. I it. ran it by a few people. So I had the, the ring for like, Three months. Yeah, because you had mentioned it to me a while ago. Yeah, because we we. How op- did you pick it? What's that? Um. Well, I we we openly started talking about marriage at a oh, certain point. It wasn't nice. like a surprise or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, at, at a certain point, you're like trying to plan a life together. You know. Yeah. And so I figured uh, once we started doing that, that I would like send her images and we go back and forth. And so I hung out onto it for a while because I still wanted to kind of catch her off guard a little bit. So I didn't want to just get the ring and then do it. And so I had it, and then we had a trip to California to, to visit her family. And she told me she didn't want it in front of friends or family. She's Wise. not like that kind of person. Thank God. She's I love not her. A, yeah. I love her more she's and more. She's not a silly goose. She's a good uh, ying to my yang, if Aww. you will. Uh, and so uh, I actually took the ring with me to California if there was like a nice moment to do it. We were in um, Sonoma. It's always good to travel lives. as much as possible with expensive jewelry. I know. I <laughs> I was sweating it a little bit and then I took it and I brought it back. I didn't do it there because there wasn't like a clear time to do it. And then God, I, that would I don't give know. me anxiety up the ass. I just thought Costco is like, we both like going. I love it's Costco. Like, <laughs> to be honest, Costco is one of the most magical places I, next to the container store. Dude, it's fucking amazing. I, I can go off here. When <laughs> they had those bread? synagogue shootings earlier, like, let me tell you, like, Where if, they shot, right if they shot up a Costco, I would be sitting Shiva for a month. Like, that's <laughs> what would really take me out. You I'm here as a Jewish refugee. You Costco? Yeah. But I'm a Costco refugee. Costco's a safe haven. <laughs> It's, I love it. I mean, especially in New York. Uh, Sanctuary. Uh, we'll, get you, we'll get you a new sponsorship. Yeah. Um, but Fucking I thought I would do it, and I did it in the like produce egg section. Interesting. Because as you know, I love eggs. Yeah. I flip omelets on my Instagram. You do. Yeah. And so like part of my like speech <laughs> that she man. basically tuned out for was like, you know, <laughs> I love you more than I love eggs. Were you, jo- were you smiling like an asshole when you no, did this? I was totally sincere, and I had our friend... Justin wow, Perez hiding, love- filming oh. with his phone. He's oh. the only one I told God. that I would be there. And oh, uh, yeah, Justin's not going to tell you to not do that. Yeah, Justin, Justin's, Justin's going to egg you on. You know, it's a bit more than Justin Perez. I, you know, <laughs> I, is, I told a few people. Out. They showed some skepticism, <laughs> but I yeah, no shit. But I thought it, you know, it's uniquely it's, you. It's one of those like domesticated things too, where like it's like fun doing this thing with this person that you'll be doing for yeah, a long look, time. We're already boring. Yeah. Well, let's but make that's grocery the thing is it's shopping not boring. Fun. It makes I, it. I understand yeah. what you know? you're doing. Uh, grocery shopping with a boyfriend or girl, like that's that is a nice. But that's I the like thing. Exactly. That. You want it to be. You see some people fucking time. shouting at each other in the aisles of the store, and you're yeah. like, Jesus, we're never going to be that money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd think you'd hope so. Uh, so then, so then, and she said yes uh, at that time as well. Was she shocked? Because Costco, she thought I, I really was joking have. at first because the Cause it was at a the Costco. box that it was in, I had it still wrapped in the paper because I didn't want the box to get scratched up. So like, <laughs> she saw I re- I got down on my m- one knee and I took it out, but she saw it had the paper. She's like, "Oh, good, he's joking." And then I take it out of it, and so she told me all this afterwards. At the time, she was she like commented how she loved the ring, and she said yes, but then she was a little bit quiet afterwards. And I could tell something was off And then she d- didn't want to talk about it at the Costco And then on the ride home she was like you know I just feel weird like telling my mom it was at Costco And like that kind of stuff <laughs> Now so and like, you didn't you didn't project that far into the future Of like imagining her telling her mom <clears throat> Where were you at 
A costume. You know, okay, so here's the other but thing. I had thing. I oh, wait, had did one... other people gather around? Like how big of a like there's much of a like, you have so like a free sample guy? I'll show you the video and there's literally one other guy in the egg produce section that's just watching and then goes that's a great scene for a movie. Yeah. I know you're not looking for content, and then but I like it. I must repeat, I am not looking for content. <laughs> so uh, afterwards, we're riding back, and I look up the bar where we had our first date. Closed. I look up the bar where we had our second date. Closed. Really? Hotbird in uh, Fort Greene. Oh, I didn't know Hotbird closed. was closed. And then Russian Tea Room in Williamsburg. Uh, oh, I was like, closed. the Russian I knew that was closed. closed. There's another Russian Tea Room, though. 57th Street one. So we went to uh, this other, like, really nice, like, bar restaurant near us. It actually had, like, live Irish music. I was like, just by chance. And then Is I that did... something you guys enjoy together, or? It's nice. Well, it's not like, yeah, it's not cartoonish. It was just, like, three yeah. guys playing live guitar and violin, love. and it was okay. nice. Irish music is It was nice. just a nice atmosphere and, and, and a good way to juxtapose <laughs> doing it at the egg section of Costco. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then she... <laughs> she like got teary eyed and it was like a much more like okay this There's is the this is the warm emotional reaction that feels like i didn't fuck up so wait did you take the ring back and get that on your knee again uh-huh wait how'd you take did you take the ring off her finger while she was sleeping no <laughs> i literally think asked she lost for it, it back That's on the funny. drive from i literally did it right afterwards it was right so after she Costco. knew it was coming again yes so when you felt like the vibe wasn't there was something off that's when you were like give me that ring back real yeah, yeah i would need i would need an additional ring yeah i'd be was, like Bitch, she was kind of other she hand. was kind of quiet and i was like do you want me to do this over and and it, oh. and she was like, I don't want to talk about it. Not at Costco. And then she walked away for a little bit. And then she came back oh, she and she said, and she said, uh, yeah, I do want you to do it over. <laughs> so I did it over. Oh, okay. nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Aww. glad you worked that out, and everyone's happy now. Yes, That's everyone's sweet. good. It's been posted on Facebook. The relatives have been called. Oh, I, I got I got a text, so I feel I feel happy that you let me know. I did. I feel well, like our I, I texted, is deep. I texted because we at first we weren't even going to post about it, and then she was like, "I guess I will post." So when we weren't going to post, you I was have like, I'm, "To." And also, like, it's easier because then just everyone knows in yeah. one fell swoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you, you 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 text the people that you're close with. But then, I'll tell yeah. you what, though, we called my parents, and their immediate reaction. They so my parents love her. They they were waiting. My dad's been like honestly like pretty annoying about it. To about point, you proposing to her? Yeah, to the point where I had to be like, please stop talking about it. Sometimes she's on the phone or like she uses my iPad and my texts pop up on there. How often would he talk about it? Like every time, uh, like very often. Talk? Yeah, at a certain point, he he's, uh, starts like kind of, you know, they want grandkids and all that kind of shit. Okay. Uh, but I called them and they're like, congratulations, your cousin's pregnant. And just oh, immediately one-up me. That's like oh, a Jewish parent one-on-one like phone call. Seriously. They're not normally the type to do that. So I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's annoying. Did yeah. So did... Well, your... we're really happy for you and I don't care if you ever make a baby. Thank I you. love you both. I care. I want one. Yeah. Did uh, she... Well, did you talk yeah, about... Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, works. of course. All this, all this stuff... <laughs> If everything works, well, you never assumed. know until you try. It's true, and also the the odds of getting having a miscarriage are very high, and it's, and it's I very actually, normal. To I have actually, a miscarriage. yeah, actually, that's a good thing. You should have mentioned up. that in the proposal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, and the statistics are one in four. You should have took her down to a food yeah, line. You know that really is a thing that people should talk about because it's. Yeah. I didn't know that until very recently, and it's. Uh, my mom had two before me and two after me, I believe. My mom wow. had like three in between my brother and I. Yep, they yeah. told her she couldn't. She had. Um, I'll text my mom now. How many she miscarriages? Had, what, what's it called? Like uh, and uh, something pregnant? Demetrio. Oh, endoscopic. Where it was in one of her tubes. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was yeah, like that's not good. That's that reason. Deathly. Yeah. So you know, assuming in everything functions properly. Oof. Fallopian, fallopian. Yeah. That's... No, yeah, no. I know. I'm just thinking about a, a small 
a small thing stuck in one of my tubes and it hurts. Yeah, it's <laughs> my not good. It hurts my just thinking tube. about Owie. it. Mm. So, so wh- I'm curious, like, how long have you been dating? Three years. It'll be about three years. Three years, okay. Yeah. And did you guys discuss, part, part when you discussed the marriage thing, did you discuss, like, do you want kids? And she said yes. We've discussed it all throughout yeah. the relationship. You okay. know, you, you have even your you first couple dates that. where you're talking about that kind it, of stuff. Yeah, before so I get exclusive weird. with somebody, I'm like, do you want kids? Because if it's a hard no, I mean, I'm not going to put I mean, it's a big thing. I know a lot of couples who are good couples, and th- that fundamental thing kind of, like, eventually destroyed the relationship. It right. does. It was a big part with me, uh, me and, like, with Frank dumping me. That was a big reason, because he was just, like, wanted kids, like... And I like soon, and I was like, I don't know if I want kids ever. Well, now he's right. got one. So yeah, he does yeah. have one. Yeah. Um, but like, wait. So you you've been flip flopping. You, you decide you definitely want. Yeah. Now I want kids. One. Oh, was this from the Mexican retreat? Yeah, it was a Mexican <laughs> yoga retreat. I was meditating a lot on you it. You realized you wanted kids. But oh. also, I've been researching childhood trauma a lot. I'm reading books. I'm going to meetings. Like I'm only, and I just know how I know about secure attachments with infants now. Like I'm studying this shit. On, not on purpose. I just am. No, but that's good. And I feel like I can put a very well functioning human being into the world that will do a lot of that's good. good that's the only reason why I'm like oh it's a bummer that I'm not putting a kid because that kid yeah, would be yeah you'd raise a great kid yeah I can like a good Lego set I can make it <laughs> real nice yeah um, I was in Mexico actually I was gonna tell you guys about this because I got drugged at a strip club in Mexico in yeah, Cancun now, now 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 that sucks were you roofied? How were you so, drugged? How so did you know? So this is what we think. So I didn't know at first. So I didn't drink all month. So this was my first day drinking. Oh, no. And it was, and it was, it was four of us in Cancun. And we go. Dudes? To, yeah, it was a bachelor party. Okay. And so we go to this uh, strip club. And I, we drank a decent amount. We were getting like shots and stuff like that. So it was hard for me to know, right? But my buddy afterward it was just it just felt like we were like a little bit more drunk and trashed and like finding our way back and like everything just felt like weird and then the next day he was like yo we were drugged i was like ah maybe we were just drunk like you just don't want to like take responsibility for going to a strip club he's like no 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 real boris answer you know (laughs) doubt and shaming yeah so the american way i was slut shaming my friend (laughs) yeah yeah and uh and he was like no i've been drugged before like trust me and Uh, i was like yeah i still don't know i think you might be avoiding responsibility here (laughs) and so i was like 50 50 on it and then the next day a bunch more dudes fly in to meet us and they're all like we want to go to the strip club i was like i'm not going back to that strip club so me and like three of us that went the previous night were like we're not going so we didn't go and the bachelor oh, no. was like, I'm going to go, but I'll chaperone. And I'm not going to, like, I'm just going to make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. So they went for only an hour and a half. We're on WhatsApp texting the whole time to make sure wow, they're okay. Wow, this is a rigid strip club field so trip. They, <laughs> it was the second day. It needed to be. So they come back, and he's still got his cup. And he's like, a hundred, and the, he's a, my buddy's a pharmacist. He's oh. like, he's like 100%. They're like, he's like, they probably crushed Xanax or something into the beers. Oh, he's like, that's I had, a beer I'd want to He's have. like, I didn't even finish my one beer. And they open it in front of you they open the bottle in front of you but somehow they like fake opening it whatever yeah and then of course we look at yelp the next day and they're like yeah don't do this they're all owned by the cartels and they drug you and like so they, they spend but, more money and yeah they, they, they like charge your credit card sounds like they and, drug yeah. you but they don't fuck you they don't kidnap you well, what do they it's do for money yeah just for but money it, yeah. zannies make you want to spend more well, they're they're just like charger, and you're not paying like attention. Three, you're oh. you're signing. You can barely read exactly, the paper. Exactly. Yeah, oh. that's exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, and Fucked also up. I bet some like dudes in Cancun might be like assholes at a strip club and maybe you might want them to be a little more docile so that they're not starting shit or if you're trying to fuck them over and if we like, drug our patrons they won't throw coins at the strippers yeah, but yeah, it yeah. makes you think that like you know i i strip clubs aren't up. great for women but you know they're not safe for guys either oh boy <laughs> we really feel bad Wait, for are you. they are, are, are people driving vulnerable? to that 
like I mean because it seems like there would be a cabot no, no, like, it was, it was walking distance from the oh. resort but we somehow okay. there was a cab involved on the way back but yeah you're vulnerable you up, still man. as a dude because like you can't be horny and on guard at the same time. Well, look, you know what I mean? If you drug somebody, yeah, that's true. You have to choose eventually. If you dr- and if you drug somebody, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be Andre the Giant. You're going to be incapacitated. Right. That's crazy. You might take a little more drugs to get drugged. Right. Well, way more. But I mean, also, is that the that's... only strip club? Like, why did you have to go back to that one? I think he, I feel like that, your, your that friend was the really one in the wanted area, to make sure. But it's all that he cartel shit around there too. Yeah. yeah they maybe they, it was more for the scientific experiment of it. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Take it back and do a lab kit at the hotel. Now with strip clubs, it's always interesting to me with couples like some couples the wife doesn't like when the husband goes to the strip club or, or girlfriend boyfriend whatever the fuck but like do you like okay in your relationship for example did you do you even say it or you just go and who gives a fuck like is there jealousy well, there no i, What's I that dynamic? We, we trust each other for sure i mean yeah. that's part of the reason i've had other relationships and this is part of like i said i dated somebody for like seven eight months i did it somebody a couple other relationships that are like three or four mostly everything else like like i told you yeah. like two weeks with somebody and i know that this is not the person that i want to end up with yeah i've only on. met like one or two other people you've dated besides megan and exactly like, megan definitely for has been like and she comes to a lot of shows and i'm like i'm always like god bless you megan because you've heard these jokes of mine even at this point like very 17 supportive. times not as much now not, <laughs> she's over it a little but that always cannot happens blame her that always all. happens well yeah it loses the luster and she was a comedy fan before then she her okay. and her friends used to go to a lot of shows and mm-hmm. stuff like that how'd you That's meet good. her uh we met on uh coffee meets bagel she's and she's oh. the only person i met off of there she's the first date i had one? on there uh I mean, well from my experience a hundred percent of the yes, time yes, you meet yes. the love <laughs> of your life <laughs> Things are different for men, Boris. You yeah. gotta do a commercial. That's great. That's great. I know they owe me. I'm doing too many plugs now between coffee and bagel and Costco. Yeah, because that's because that's like one of the that's one I've never even downloaded. I think just because I hate the name of it. So they're much. all owned by the same like parent company too. Oh, really? It's all like one company that owns all of those. Mm, it's like Pornhub. They're like, oh, no, we're not really sure what we're doing, so we'll do a couple takes on this. Yeah. And hopefully, you to we'll compare you to fish. Well, they we'll just tell narrow you the, the demographics. The they got the Jew one, the one for yeah. black people. The yeah. One for Farmers meet. Yeah, there's even these there like a Trump supporters one. Yeah, there uh, is. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you just don't want to be shamed for your political beliefs, even though you should. Yeah. So we're wrapping up. But what, what do you have? Like, what's your? And I know this is fun to go from engagement. Like, what's your craziest sex story of all time? Uh, you know, the I think the most interesting one. I don't have anything that's like insane, but the most interesting one when I was 20, me and three friends backpacked Europe, and Ooh. in Prague, which is a beautiful city i think it's not what it was back then it was like super cheap the exchange rate was crazy we went to this like salsa club literally met we i brought a guitar and we would like play in the in the squares and like meet people that way Uh, and we met this like one-armed israeli poet who took us to like this weird underground (gasps) club and i was 20 and i met this 32 year old teacher from spain oh and we both barely spoke each other's languages. Nice. Oh, yeah. We were both staying in hostels with friends. Difference. So when we left the place, we like started hooking up on the dance floor and then we leave and we're walking and we're both like, I'm like, we can't go back to my hostel. There's a bunch of people there. She's like, we can't go back to my hostel. There's a bunch of people there. Do it in the alley. So we went, yeah, we went. There's oh. a like a river that flows through the center of Prague <laughs> and there's a park and we go in the grass in the bushes and so we American. start fucking in the bushes and so I have my guitar and it's like I was gonna like say where's within, your guitar? So I had it was like a travel little baby tailor and I had it <laughs> within my peripheral and she put her purse down and mm. as we're fucking she should have kept her at purse a certain point fucked. she goes my purse 
and we go and her purse is missing so oh. i get off of her and i'm like oh shit we gotta remove find you this big dick. yeah so i remove myself from inside her and we go to look <laughs> for this purse now are and you still erect while you're looking for a purse because you didn't I, come yet. I think it, right. it probably killed the erection pretty quickly. Yeah, the erections go and down pretty honestly, fast Honestly, as sometimes. a 20-year-old with a little bit less life experience, I was so impressed with how cool and collected she was the whole time, right? And yeah. so we're going, and like three benches down is her purse. Oh. And we look, and they took her cash. They took oh. some shit. They left her ID, huh. and they left a camera with which they took a photo of us fucking and put it back <laughs> in the purse. Is this a digital camera or like a disposable? It was like one of those old school, like early digital cameras. So oh. we saw right away and she has a photo of my hairy ass in the bushes <laughs> to I this mean, day, those possibly. Are thieves with a sense of humor. Truly, you got to respect it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, and then did you start fucking again or no? I think at that point, I'd, it was like four in the morning. And no, I think I just... <laughs> like, where was, do you go from a, there? Yeah. 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 I, I remember we were both like relatively drunk. I walked her back to her hostel, dropped her off, and probably spent an hour and a half till like 6.30 a.m. wandering Prague, finding my way back. I had to walk back to the train station and from there retreat, because I was by myself. Oh no my cell God. phones, nothing like that. Just your guitar. Just, the, the old, just my guitar, wandering around Prague at like five in the morning, and finally got back to my hostel. There was like mud on my pants <laughs> on the knees and stuff bro where were you uh, yeah well my friends are all like tell us you at least got laid and i was like thumbs up did you ask the girl to email you the picture i no. have no no you never talked never to her again, to her again? that's romantic yeah i, I think like with like a story like that you just gotta leave it because it's never gonna get more interesting and then if i ever get famous i hope that photo of my ass pops up She's 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 selling it to the revenge paper. porn you know honestly, but you won't care put it out there you know Whatever it does for you, I hope it helps. <laughs> she still <laughs> masturbates to it to this day. Yeah. She has to be on a bench. Oh, for us. <sighs> well, Thanks she'd for be 42 on. today. Yeah, oh, thank you so much for having today's me. Today's her birthday? No, just that, like in, oh, these, these days. In, in modern times. I remember nothing. I, I don't like, remember the vegetable wow, thing I said. Intimate. But her but birthday I was her birthday. February. <laughs> yeah. uh, where can we find you, Boris Hyken? You can find me at the Boris K on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook or Boris Hyken. K H A Y K I N. I actually yeah. finally know oh, from God. from memory how to spell your name. It only took you know what a decade. Because I don't of correct people because it's the worst. The like, yeah, they added it there because it's like Hikin in Russian. It's like a kind of a hard Hikin. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I love it. Boris is very funny. You can go see him do stand-up. Yes, go see my him. My calendar's on my site, all that. I'll in it. I announce it all on the social medias. And you're very funny <laughs> on your social media, too. Thank you. very funny follow. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut-shaming podcast. We will talk to you next Friday. Mm-hmm.